Welcome in, everyone, to a special Cyber Monday episode of No One Asked Us. We have a great deal for you. 100% off a subscription to No One Asked Us. All you need to do is click subscribe. It's 100%. It's free. 100% off. Doesn't cost you anything. Just click subscribe on our YouTube channel. How about that, Logan? How long have you been workshopping that one, Greg? <laughs> I thought of it this morning on my way to work. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I applaud you. I also I just sh- shared our own video on our own show face Facebook page. That's how flustered I am. But things are great. Cyber Monday. Uh, did Why you get are you your so Christmas flustered, shopping Greg? done? Well, because a couple episodes ago, we had someone complaining that we take too long to get the show started. Um, so I'm trying true. to... I'm trying to breeze through uh, all like the sharing to the socials. Like, there's some back end stuff that we have to do before we start. So, I'm trying to do that really quick. And um, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's it's not worth getting flustered over. It's yeah. not worth it. It's I wouldn't say I'm flustered. We're just two guys sitting here talking about sports and life. And just this is just how we're spending our Monday nights. So, you know, we appreciate the loyal viewers, loyal listeners, yep. whether you're live or tuning in later on. We appreciate you. We love your feedback. But just don't forget that we're just a couple dudes talking ball. So at the end of the day, that's all we're going to be. It's good to see you, though. Happy, happy Cyber Monday. How was your Thanksgiving? It was it was fine. I went we went home, um, my home. We went to Pinckneyville. Uh, Christy did have to work Saturday and Sunday, so we did have to come back Saturday morning. Um, so it was a weekend uh, in Louisville uh, while she was at work. But Thursday and Friday were great, sitting and gaining like 20 pounds. Yep. Uh, because just filling your face nonstop with some of it's healthy food. But for the most part, the desserts and the sides are, are not great for you. So, yeah, I gained yep. probably 10 to 15 pounds. And it was of glorious. Of course. Did you go That's Oakwood? Uh, we did. We did uh, on Friday. We, we hosted uh, Allison's family here on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. And then uh, we did go back Friday, Saturday uh, to Oakwood. And then we came back uh, back to the Bend uh, Sunday, driving through some uh, not ideal weather um, mm-hmm. on the drive home. Well, I was not looking forward to that. There was one stretch in particular that I wasn't particularly fond of. But, you know, we made it back. We're here. Uh, and now we're back back on this thing, ready to talk some – ready to talk some – some um, rather unfortunate things from a football perspective. Oh yeah, um, football. But you know, basketball—it is what it is. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it's to great. football in a little bit. Oh, there was something. Oh, uh, we're talking Cyber Monday. Are you a are you a Black Friday shopper? Cyber Monday shopper? Are you a last minute? Do you what do you have done? What do you still have to do? I've not shopped for a single thing. Ditto. <laughs> Uh, traditionally, I usually do. Uh, I usually do some some Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping. Uh, I will be quite f- honest with you. I just feel like it has all changed, and Black Friday and Cyber Monday just don't mean as much as they used to. No, nope, I totally uh, agree. I know that there are certainly good deals still out there these this this weekend in particular. Um, but I don't have. I haven't seen anybody's Christmas list. Like I just, it just wasn't. Yeah. Usually, yes. There, there are certainly days where I have spent a ton of money, 
of my Christmas shopping over the course of this weekend uh, did not happen this year. I have not purchased a single thing. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I did buy Allison something that she's already received. Okay. Um, I'll show it to you later. Uh, you'll you you will enjoy it. I have Is an extra ring. Is it an engagement ring? No, that oh, was last year. Wait. <laughs> that was last year. No, she. Uh, I'll just tell you now. It was um, the Home Alone shirt that okay. uh, Barstool was was selling that oh, the Chicago boys were doing. What? Which one was they it? did Kevin's um, the the plan. His map oh, of the house. Yes, big that's Home Alone fan in the room okay. next door. Uh, so I had sent her the. I had sent her just a screenshot of it when they first yeah. put it out there, and, I, and but it was it sold out immediately. And then as soon as they they got more back in stock, I got it. So I have purchased that. She's already received it because she's going to wear it around this time of the year anyway. So, of course, of course. Uh, but that's it. That's the only Christmas shopping I've done. And um, yeah, so normally yes, I do, but this year um, I have not. I'm with you with the Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I mean, I was never one of those people ever. Um, I did. <laughs> I did accidentally go Black Friday and shopping once. I was, I think, living in Carbondale, and I was at home by myself because um, I had to work at, at SIL. And I just was here. I'm just gonna go to Walmart and Best Buy and, and just to get myself something. And I was, I walked in. I was like, Oh God, it's Black Friday, and it was packed. I did get what I yep. ended up. I forgot what I was going for, but I did end up getting it. Um, but I was like, man, how could, how do I forget that? That's when people, yeah. I don't even know if people still stand in line like they do. I don't but know. The issue, and... issue I have now, I feel like back then, like five, 10 years ago, it was like Black Friday, 50% off, 70% off. Everything I saw was 20% off. Yeah. And like the gifts, the that deals I'm aren't getting, the same. That's like, that's like five bucks. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not, cause I don't spend a lot on Christmas for, uh, for the, for family and friends and stuff. So it's yeah. like the deals just aren't worth it. So that's where I'm like, everything was 20%. I'm like five, 10 years ago, it was like 65% off on black Friday. Yeah. just, the deals yeah. haven't been there. So there were a few years Anyways. in around college where I went out on black Friday. Yep. Um, I remember buying a TV one year. I think, I think it was my freshman year of college because our, we didn't really have a great TV in our dorm. And I went out black Friday that year and bought a TV I think I got, I think I got, uh, I don't know, an Xbox or something for my brother. My mom needed to get it. I don't know, whatever. I think I did that one year. Mm-hmm. There was another year, kind of similar to your story. Um, so it was a few years back when Cameron was playing at Illinois State, and they played in a playoff game in, I think it was Arkansas, and we made we made the drive on Black Friday before the Saturday game. And I got all the way down there and realized I didn't pack a pair of shorts to sleep in. Mm. So our hotel was next to a Target or something. So I did go to that Target like that night after the place. The place was a mess. Like yeah. this was still, you know, when it was still a popular thing. And yeah. the store was just an absolute wreck. And I think I did find some like DVDs or something um, that day. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's not something that I've done a lot of. Um, and I don't think it's quite the same now. It's definitely not the same now as what it used to. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. All right, let's talk some sports. Um, okay, great. Start with we'll start with basketball. There was a game. Was it Friday night? I don't even remember. It, it was. was Friday it was night. Friday night. Yes. Um, I think I texted you like halfway through, and I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm like barely paying attention to this. Right. Uh, and so yeah, it was one of those games. Illinois won eighty four fifty two over Western. Uh, it was a game till about halfway through the first half. 
Yeah. Uh, then then Illinois took took control, uh, seventeen point halftime lead, and just kind of coasted uh, to the twenty two thirty two point win, um, which might be their largest margin of victory yet this season. So I think it is. It was one of those games that you just it ended and went exactly how it needed to go. Um, they dominated uh, in pretty much every facet. I'm not even gonna. I know Terrence led in scoring. I believe 19 points for him. Uh, okay, here we go. Dane had 16. Quincy Garrier had 10. Quincy had a double double, 10 and 15. Um, so a good game from him. No one else in double figures scoring, but a couple guys with like eight or nine. So um, overall, just a, the kind of game you needed. 10 of 25 from three, which is really good. Terrence was six of eight, um, but still 50% from the free throw line. Um, what do you think of Friday night? What you what you were able to watch? Yeah, I mean, I I was, I was pretty much watching it the whole time. Um, yeah, it's it's as you said, it's it's what you needed, it's what you expected in that kind of game. Um, listen, this team has played well um, so far this whole season. They haven't fallen apart against some team they shouldn't have fallen apart against, like other teams have. Other teams have lost these, some of these games. Um, there are good teams that have lost games to bad teams. Uh, Illinois is not one of them. In fact, they have blown out nearly every opponent that they played a shy of the Marquette game, which, you know, obviously that's a, a top five team. So um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they played like they needed to play. Quincy Garrier has been, has been great. Um, the three point shooting is still an issue for him. That's, I think that's yeah. somebody that they kind of counted on. That's not necessarily being a, a, you know, a locked or a sharpshooter by any means, but like, yeah, I think you thought you were going to get a little bit more consistency out of him, and that's something we haven't gotten. Uh, but the rebounding from him has been huge. Um, and, you know, getting 10 points or whatever it was on Friday night was nice to see. Uh, Terrence, man, if he just – if he takes over games like this on a regular basis, nobody's going to shut him down. Like, there's just nobody. Yeah. Uh, they still have to make free throws. They still got to make threes. But, um, you know, that was a game that you got uh, you got out of that game exactly what you expected to get. So yeah, uh, it was you know nice nice to see that, uh, and now you have a nice little break before uh, quite a what I would say is probably the most uh, challenging three game stretch of the season. Yeah. Um, so this is that was a nice way to end that you know to start this break and then you know you get this whole week plus to to get ready for for that. Yeah, um, buddy Imbrotes, uh Western had a baller that number five was making impressions. I had that thought about that midway through the first half when it was still a game, I was like, how come Illinois against Illinois, there's always one dude that just has a career day. Like there's always these average players on the other team that yeah. just can't miss and go off. Uh, he cooled off a little bit as did the whole other next team. But I had that thought and I was like, I hope he doesn't come back where he drops 50 or 35 on us. And it's a game, um, but it didn't happen. Uh, Dwayne, we are, uh, international here. Hey, from the Philippines where Christmas is a hot and sweaty affair. I wow. wish. I feel like Dwayne's been in here before uh, oh, he chatting is. with us from the Philippines. Uh, I mean, I wish. I just told Christy as I walked in from work because um, we don't have a two-car garage, so I have to park on the street. I'm like, we're moving south. <laughs> like, it's the first day that it's like 35 degrees here. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> 35, huh? Yeah. 35. <laughs> yeah. It's 24 here. We're going to hit zero overnight. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's your I fault. live in the frozen tundra, Craig. Yeah, There's an inch and a half of snow on the ground. We're going to get maybe three you like more it, tomorrow. Though. No. I like looking at snow around Christmas time. <laughs> on December 26th, that shit can go. <laughs> like, now, my other half will say differently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't – Yeah. It's not my favorite, especially driving in it last night. It was not was not great. But uh I agree. But yeah, don't be complaining about your 35 degrees, <laughs> sir. We're gonna uh, hit a big zero. That's zero. True. I guess I didn't think about who I was talking to when I said yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a good six hour south of you. Uh Logan touched on it a little bit. Uh, a little bit of an injury bug with the Illini. We did know about Coleman Hawkins. Uh he did not play Friday. Um, the broadcast said that he could have. But with the extra days, like the full week to before the next game, the Rutgers game, it was probably smart to hold him out that he wasn't necessary. He wasn't needed last Friday. So they held him out one more game. And then Nico Moretti uh, got hurt in the game prior, and he did not play Friday. Um, I don't think he was in a boot, though. He was on, on crutches. He was on crutches. Okay. So yeah. there has not been an update on him. Um but the way he played the two prior games, uh, hopefully it's short-term because he has been uh, very impressive uh, running the point. As I don't want to say Dre has been super impressive, but I have been liking what I've seen from Dre. I just think Moretti is like he's prototypical point guard. And yeah. he was a lot more – he was a lot more uh, – What's the word? A lot more well-prepared to play. I didn't yeah. think he'd be ready to play yet because uh, he's only been here a couple semesters. But but Moretti looked good. So he's, I don't think either of them are season-ending, but I think Moretti could be out a couple more weeks. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Moretti anytime soon. I think we will see Coleman uh, against Rutgers. I will. I just um, yeah, I mean, Nico's – we've talked about it. I mean, it, this is not new. Like, he's the only true point guard on the roster. Yeah. Um, Ty Rogers is not a point guard. Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn is a – I would call him a combo guard. Um, yep. I think he can, you know, facilitate and, and be a ball handler, but I, I don't think that's his um, strength by any means. Um, but he is a player that does want the ball in his hands, but he's also a freshman and he's still got some, some growing to do. So uh, I still think you're going to see bursts from him um, where he'll, you know, like he did earlier this season where he, he lit up whoever it was for 20 points. I think you're going to see more of those outings, but it's not like it's going to be consistent. We saw this last year too. I mean, this is especially with freshmen. Like Jay Neps had these had these nights where he would put up twenty some points, and the next night he would go, you know, one for six from three and finish the game with five points. So, you know, like you're gonna have that. Um, but again, it's <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about the issue, but like there's no real point guard on the team other than Nick yeah. So uh, it is what it is. Can't would like to get him back soon, but. On the other side of that, I just don't know that he's going to be super effective in Big Ten play. Right. Um, either way, like he can give you minutes off the bench, but I think he's still going to be a defensive liability. Uh, but I think he can be effective in spurts when he's healthy in Big Ten play. Uh, but I don't think he's, you know, the reason he's having some of the better games he's had is because the, the opponents haven't been quite as good. Right. Um, so same, if you same can get him back by, his- you know, January, mid-January, that'd be that'd be nice just to have um, extra depth there at the guard position. It's like the same conversation we have with Dane. He's a mid-major All-American. Yeah. Um, although he has proven some stuff against Big Ten teams, he just 
he right. doesn't play as well. Uh, he had no. 16 and 8. He played really well uh, on Friday night. Um, Illinois back in the top 25. Um, I said last week when they dropped out that I prefer them not to be in the top 25. Uh, but they are back uh, number 24. Uh, back in at 24 with uh, 32 points clear of 26. So they're they're at the top of that like 25 top 25 range. So uh, 34 voters did not have them ranked, which it is what it is. Uh, top five were some shuffle because Kansas did lose. <coughs> Kansas dropped from one to five. Purdue up from two to one. Arizona, everyone else just shifted up one. So Purdue one, Arizona two, Marquette three, UConn four, and Kansas five. Um, each of three of the top four teams had a first place vote except for Marquette. No one voted Marquette number one. Two people had UConn number one although Marquette is ahead of UConn. Uh, I don't see any other surprises. Florida Atlantic back up in the top 15. They had dropped to 19 after their loss to Bryant. Uh, they're back up to 13 because they won the ESPN uh, events invitational in Florida. A couple of impressive wins. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, Villanova entered the rankings. They're at 18. They were 33 last week. BYU into the rankings. Colorado State into the rankings. So a lot of the... Uh, what I would call mid is BYU is not mid-major. Colorado State is mid-major. James Madison is mid-major. Uh, they're 20 and 21. So a lot of non-traditional teams hopping into the rankings this week. Anything catch your eye? No, it's a lot of that early season yep. top, top 25 shuffling as, you know, teams go off and play these tournaments and you falter, yep. you, you, you uh, struggle once against a team like, Bryant and you you see yourself drop 10, 10 points and you yep. have teams like Illinois who haven't looked bad all season. I mean, in terms of, you know, they are five and one. Their only loss was a close game at home to Marquette, who's the top three team and they fall out of the top 25, but now they're back into it. It just, you know, it's just the early season stuff. It really means a lot of nothing at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know that Illinois is better or worse than 24th in the country. We haven't really seen them. They haven't, haven't, they haven't proved to us anything <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So other than that they played well with Marquette and that they beat Kansas in an exhibition game. Those two things are worth something, but at this point it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, they, they hung right there with Marquette, and then Marquette goes on and beats UCLA. Then they beat Kansas by 14, and then they yeah. put up a three-point game against Purdue. Marquette's so good. That Marquette loss is – it's not a bad loss whatsoever. No, and and I would like to – I would like to just clear the air here. I said some things in the Marquette post game about them not being as great as they are. They're good. They're they're good. I I yeah. was wrong. Like they are. They're I think they are clearly one of the top at minimum five teams in the country. Um I'm not like saying, oh, they're definitely gonna be in the final four. Like that's just not how this stuff works. But like yeah. they are one of the top five teams in the country. I don't think there's any yeah. question about that. So like Logan um, said, not early season loss. early season polls here, forty eight teams. Uh, were voted for. 48 different teams appeared on polls this season or this week. So no one really knows. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, Bradley, Bradley was on one. Nebraska, they're seven and oh, they're well, they were on one. They're not going to receive votes after the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna uh, even itself out. But Illinois back in the polls. Um, it's always nice to see a number by your name, but sometimes you kind of don't want to. Uh, I'm not saying 
it's a good or a bad thing, but there are certain teams that like the motivation of, of not being ranked something to play for. So, um, Logan said it earlier, and I was looking at the schedule, and I think he's probably right. This next three game stretch is the toughest three games Illinois will see this season. Three in a row. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think as I looked at it this morning, and I just, yeah. I mean, you can maybe make an argument that there's a couple. You know, Michigan, one Purdue, more. Michigan State, Maryland yes. Yes, um, would be the other at. contender. Um, yep. What are you looking at? ESPN? I'm on Bracketologist. I just okay. I use that website a lot. It hasn't been totally – not everything's been updated yet, but the schedule's at least there. So um, I look yeah, a lot at that stretch. No, I know, I yeah, and at, I've been on there too, yeah. I look a lot at Ken Palm, and going by Ken Palm, the next three games are Rutgers, which is 62, Florida Atlantic's 21, and Tennessee is 9. Now, six days ago, Florida Atlantic was 49, maybe. Um, but their three wins over Butler, Texas A&M, and Virginia Tech have them up to 21. Yeah, they were 49 after their Bryant loss. So they're back up to 21. The next closest, like Logan said, would be a three-game stretch where you've got Purdue at number two, Michigan State at 20, Maryland at 57, Michigan at 54. And then Rutgers at 62, Northwestern at 60, Indiana at 75. So that's the closest. And then the last three games of the season, Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, 24, 2, and yeah. 40. But either this way, it's a good conversation. Yeah, this is a marquee early season test. The Rutgers game is on the road. The Florida Atlantic game is neutral site. And then Tennessee is a true road game in Knoxville. So. Illinois spent the first month of the season at home, didn't have to play away from the State Farm Center. Now they've got Piscataway, Madison Square Garden, and Knoxville against a top five Tennessee, a top ten Tennessee team. Uh, this is where the uh, rubber meets the road. This is where the money is going to be made. So um, Rutgers isn't the greatest. They've been, they've had better teams. Uh, There's they lost. Who was the guy they lost last year? Oh crap, he's at Georgetown now. Uh, I don't Spencer, maybe? Yeah, Cam Spencer. Oh, right, right, right. They lost him. They lost Paul Mulcahy. I believe Caleb McConnell is gone. So this is a new Rutgers team. Uh, Derek Simpson and Gavin Griffiths are their top two contributors. Then Andre Hyatt. Um, and then you got Cliff Amaruri. Amaruri? I can't say that. Yeah, close enough. I'm I'm close (laughs) Uh, right there. So only know one of those names. So they're uh, new faces, new faces uh, for the Scarlet Knights. Illinois hasn't won in Piscataway since 2018, for the record. Was that the year I was? They are 0-3 in Piscataway um, since, since beating them in February of 18. Really? They lost there in 2020. Twice, or during the 2019-2020 season, and then once in the 2020-2021 season, and then again uh, last year. Or 2022. 2022. So, fun fact. I believe, was it 2019 that I was there? No. It would have been 2020. Yeah, 2020 I was there uh, for that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough place to play. Like I said, I've been there. Um, It... I can't remember how many Big Ten basketball arenas I've been to. I want to say seven or eight. 
and Rutgers was top three. I mean, the environment, they're right on top of you. They care. So they sell out the place because they're pretty good. And in the past five years, they've been pretty good. Um, their student section is awesome and raucous. It is a hard place to play. So I know Illinois is favored right now. Uh, Kim Palm has it as a one-point Illinois win. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. And I have not seen enough from Illinois to think that they can win on the road yet. So it's for this to be the first road game, it scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. It scares the absolute crap out of me for when is it? Friday? Saturday. 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 Yeah, I I don't have high expectations. Um, I think this Illinois team is talented, but as you said, we haven't really seen them prove anything yet. They've beaten a lot of not very good basketball teams. Um, So we'll just have to see. Uh, If they play like they did against Marquette, they will win. Um, But if they play like they did against Marquette every night, they will win most every game. That won't happen. Um, But yeah, this is, this is a tough stretch. It's probably not the toughest now that I look at it. Yeah. That, that other stretch in January is probably the tougher, uh, but this is how you're starting conference season, conference play. Um, It's three tough games in what, seven days, eight days. Uh, That's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough stretch. So I'm, I would love to come away with a stretch with two wins. Uh, Don't know where they're going to come from. Um, none of them are at home for what it's worth. Yeah. So, uh, if you can somehow come away with two wins on this three game stretch, I think you consider that to be a victory. Um, I don't know which is the most likely win <laughs> of the group. It's either yeah. this one or, or the, uh, natural game against Florida Atlantic. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Rutgers offensive numbers don't look great, uh, on Kim Palm there. 298th in three-point percentage. Um, they're 317th in free-throw percentage. So, similar. I mean, sounds like Illinois. <laughs> sounds right along those lines. Uh, Illinois is 218 in three and 355 in free-throw. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it could be a, a very close, fun game and nerve-wracking game on Saturday. Uh, the one after that, is maybe the most interesting non-conference game Illinois played in a long time. The Florida Atlantic Florida game Atlantic. on Tuesday. Florida Atlantic coming off of a Final Four. Everyone back, I believe. Um, yep. If not, they only lock maybe maybe one guy. But everyone coming back. Neutral court. Um, team's got a lot of hype. It's a mid-major in the biggest basketball arena in the world. Like This is the Jimmy V Classic, right? I think so. Who else is so, playing that night? It's um, a great question. I don't know. And I'll, I'll admit it. Carolina you know, and UConn. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Illinois, the first game or second game? I don't know. First game, I think. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, JV game before the varsity. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll admit that, you know, I thought the – Expectations were inflated for Florida Atlantic coming into the season. Uh, top 15 preseason ranking, you know, kind of – I'll say the same thing I said about Colorado last, or earlier this football season. You know, I need to see more. I need to see more. Anyone can get hot in March, you know. Yeah. Like, they had a great run, sure, but are they really a top 
15 team. I still don't believe they are. Are they top 25 team? For sure. I watched them yeah. uh, play Texas A&M on Saturday, I believe. Um, their offense is explosive. They got a big guy down low. They got a guard, a couple guards that can shoot well. I'm very intrigued for Tuesday, not tomorrow, week from Tuesday. So I guess we'll have an episode before then. Yeah. But um, I think next Tuesday is, we're in for a show. I agree. I think it, it it could be a lot of fun, and I think it's a very winnable game. But we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what what happens when these guys are under the big lights of of the Garden. Um, yeah. You know, but they're going to be under the same pressure too. They yep. they probably came into the season with more pressure than Illinois did, uh, sure. coming you know off the season that they had. Um, you know, there there are some expectations there, so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, we we are still over a week away from that game. Yeah. Um, but either way, three in a row: Rutgers, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully. You want to hit Jay with your stat? Yes, yeah, Jay, like we Illinois just talked about that. Uh, they haven't won since 2018. Illinois is 0-3 since then. Uh, 20, 2020, 2021, 2022, or something like that. Um, yeah, so it's a tough place. Tough place to play. And Illinois has some good teams in this this time frame. But um, that's always been a, a difficult place to, to get, a, get a W for Illinois. So um, hopefully this is the year they can turn it and, and try to squeak one out on the road. Uh, to start off conference play with a with a one and zero start. Another good point from the chat. Conference games are counting big this year. In a year, we play Michigan State and Purdue both twice. Yeah, the schedule was favorable last season, where you avoided a lot of the top tier teams. Um, the double ups this year, not so much. Uh, Illinois does have Michigan State twice. They do have Purdue twice. Uh, Maryland, Maryland twice. twice. Michigan, Michigan twice, twice. <laughs> Wisconsin only once, Indiana only Iowa once. twice, Iowa twice. Yeah, yeah, it's... it doesn't stack up well. So yeah, need to get every <laughs> need to get every Big Ten win you can if you can win your home games and get a couple on the road, and you'll be fine. Uh, anything else basketball? Uh, no, no. I'm excited to see what this team looks like uh, in a. In a Big Ten game, um, yep. Saturday should should be hope, hopefully be fun, but yep. we'll just have to see what see who shows up. Saturday, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Central on Big Ten Network. So right smack dab in the middle of conference championships going on, which is great for my attention span. Uh, and then Tuesday versus Florida Atlantic, and then the following Saturday at Tennessee, which we'll talk about those next week. Uh, okay. That's it for the basketball talk. Uh, regrettably, we'll talk a little football now. Um, I had a lot I was going to say. I thought about it on my way home from work. I'm going to preface. We, I've said it. I'm just I think we've both back. said it multiple times. I'm done letting Illinois football determine my schedule, my viewing schedule, my – I think you said it a couple weeks ago. There's just, Welcome to the club. Yeah, and I've said it before, um, but I've enjoyed the last couple weeks. And, yes, I've had the games on, but I've enjoyed the last couple weeks having, like, six screens going and, like, paying attention to a good football game and not watch Illinois shoot themselves in the foot and 
have turnovers lead to touchdowns and 24 points off turnovers where you lose a game that you have to win. It's just not healthy. <laughs> and that's what Illinois is going to be. So until Illinois can throw together two, maybe three, six, seven win seasons in a row, I'm just not going to invest in the program. Now, there was some big news today. I was excited to see the news today. That's awesome. Am I going to be happy when Illinois wins? Am I going to be happy when they get a recruit? Like, of course, like they're the school that I root for the most. But in the fall, next fall of 2024, come every Saturday, I'm going to watch the games. I'm probably going to have Illinois on the third or fourth screen and watch other teams that I enjoy watching play and not watch average mediocre football. Um, Wish them all the best. Wish them all the success. Want to see all the wins. But I'm just not going to emotionally get invested in Illinois football until they prove that they can consistently put on a good product. There was a lot more I had to say, and it sounded a lot better in the drive on my way uh, in the car. But uh, that was just kind of the thrown together version. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. That's the same thing I said a few weeks ago. Uh, I believe my exact quote was, I'm tired of pretending yeah, to care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's what this is. Um, Saturday night, I was at my grandma's and a bunch of the family was there and like he was on and my uncle was like getting, I care. I was out running around getting, picking up pizzas and like other stuff. I just, I just didn't care. Um, I, we had an interesting conversation, Allison and I did just kind of about life and like sports and how sports play into like my life and everything. And I Mm -hmm. thought about it. The only team in my lifetime that has been absolute appointment viewing for me, meaning that if I'm not elsewhere, I'm watching is Illinois basketball. Yeah. Illinois football has never been that for me. Never Mm -hmm. once. Uh, The Cubs, like it's a long season. Like I'm just, I'm not watching every single Cubs game. Um, but like throughout my entire life, granted, yes, there are certain nights where I've had other obligations, other commitments. I can't watch every single Illinois basketball game, but that is the only team in my life that has had, that has been more or less appointment viewing for me through the good and the bad. It's not the case with football. I just, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. And like, I, I'm not, not pulling for them. Like, obviously I. I am. Uh, I haven't been to a game in more, more a decade, and honestly, like it doesn't really bother me. Uh, I would rather yeah. sit at home on a Saturday if I'm watching football at all. I'd rather be watching games that are fun and I care about. Um, no, yeah. I, I mean, it's one Try of those that. things that the bar is so low, and Illinois can't even get to it. You know, the the bar for Illinois is if you go six and six for six years in a row, fans would be thrilled. If if Illinois went to six bowl games in a row, even if they went six and six, fans would be thrilled. And in today's day and age, to not be able to win six games is insanity because your non-conference schedule is is a group of five team, usually an FCS or a lower group of five team, and Illinois schedules one middling power five team now has Illinois gotten a little unlucky in that sense and you just <laughs> you played one of the that's the biggest thing this divisions year visions yes yes in the power five or power whatever 
That's the biggest thing <laughs> this year. But Illinois has gotten un- unlucky with the non-conference scheduling because they scheduled Virginia f- six years before, like prior, and then by the time it came around, they had things cooking. You know, that one year they blew Illinois' doors off. Last year they were able to win. Um, what was the other one? There was another one. that uh, Crap. South Florida. They lost both games to South Florida because those were like – in the middle of their three-year really strong run. And then North Carolina. Like, North Carolina's never been good at football. Then Mitch Trubisky comes along, and they play Mitch Trubisky uh, the one year and blow out, blows them. Like, the non-conference scheduling has gotten unlucky. Now it's Kansas. They scheduled Kansas four years ago, who is an even worse program than Illinois. And then Lance Leipold comes, and they are what they are now, a top 25 team. So the non-conference scheduling has, has been a little unlucky. But – you have the FCS that you always win. You should win. You have the group of five that you should always win. You got your non-conference. And then like Logan said, the last three years you've played in one of the worst divisions in college football and you can't get to six wins. And that's the big thing this year is that you didn't play Michigan. You didn't play Ohio State. You played Penn State at home. You didn't play Michigan State. You played at Maryland. You beat them. Like You couldn't even win the division with Wisconsin, who six and six. Minnesota, who's five and seven, Nebraska, who's five and seven, Purdue went three and nine, and you won three conference games. If that is that right, three, yeah, three conference games and two knock on. It's it's just like, you know, until they prove that, and now the Big Ten's getting even tougher, uh, with USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. Like these last two years were the chance, and last year was great, eight and four. And I think it was Dave Wisnowski from Chicago. Last year started seven and one. I think they're six and eleven since. Like since that Michigan, not Michigan State. What was the since Iowa last year? They're six and eleven. Like you, you just can't have that. So that's where I'm at. Uh I'm with you. After the game, I did tweet something you. that's getting a little bit of engagement and interaction. Uh Illinois gets screwed by the refs more than anyone else. While I do believe that to be the case, is that true, Craig? I do believe that some of the calls in the biggest moments of games always go against Illinois. The argument, and I've had so many people reply or text me like, don't give up 45 points, don't give up 45 points. That's not my point. My point here is it doesn't matter if it's 45 to 43 on a two point conversion to send the game to overtime or it's eight to six on a two point conversion. It doesn't matter the score. Big calls like that and missed calls like that should not be made. Like they impact the game no matter the score. So yeah, of course, Illinois' defense was ass. They give up 45 points to Northwestern. That should never like Northwestern's most points scored in a Big Ten game, and like they they threw the stat up, and I don't want to misquote it, but Northwestern doesn't score 45 points ever. And Illinois gave up 45 points. So yes, that's on them. They shouldn't have been in that situation. But when it is that situation and it's a blatant hold on the receiver in the end zone. That's the, that's the shit that can't happen. And, you know, I've always get on the referee soapbox. And that's my point here is that in a situation like that, the refs cannot make that mistake. I'm not saying Illinois. I'm not saying that Illinois wasn't at fault by giving up 45. They should never have done that. And Aaron Henry has some, some shit to figure out in the off season. But I do feel like every big call goes the other way. 
and it's consistent. Purgatory. That's why I said Illinois football is in purgatory. How do you get out of it? Do you? I, I don't know that they can. Let me just. I looked. This, I would Saturday. not plan on have this conversation. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I looked this up Saturday. No, you go ahead. The last time Illinois followed an eight or more win season with a bowl game was 1991. There were the back-to-back bowls that Beckman took the team to, but both times there it is again. <laughs> we figured out we how figured to do it, it by the way. Thank you, Boy Meets World. <laughs> Thank you, Boy Meets World. <laughs> or Boy Meets Todd, I guess. Um, Pod Meets World. I'm going to see it Thursday live, live. in Chicago. Pretty excited. Wow. Oh, there's the thumbs up. Bop, 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 bop. Um, the last time Illinois followed up an eight or more win season with a bowl game was 1991. Beckman went to two in a row, but they were both six and six. So the last time Illinois had two successful seasons in a row was 1991. Unbelievable. Go ahead. You were going to say something. I'm going to try and do the. What was the other one? The fireworks? I don't remember. Um, so I feel like we kind of touched on this. And I know there's all sorts of like fun little lifts out there in the world. That, because um, of conference realignment and relegation and all these things. And like I've seen, you know, different people's mock-ups of these things and how all this stuff would work and all whatever. I mean, I think we have to like be realistic and that if this comes to fruition, I think Illinois has to realize that they are in trouble. <laughs> I mean, if if we're talking about kicking people out of the conferences and like all these things, I, I don't know what the future of this sport looks like. Um, let's be very clear. <laughs> I think it's a it's a wild, wild west for a lot of different reasons. But now that we're in this new conference model that we're in, um, I hate to admit that, that the State University uh, of Illinois, um, the city, a state that has the third largest city in the country, uh, a school that has produced uh, a number of, you know, all Americans and multiple sports and all these things would be at risk of whatever. I'm, I'm not here predicting that Illinois is getting kicked out of the big 10 per se. Uh, but if like, if things shift around more than they have already, um, we just have to accept the fact that Illinois may not be included <laughs> in whatever decisions are made because they're, those decisions are based on football. Exactly. Illinois is a basketball school. That's never won a, a national championship. And exactly, these decisions yeah. are made based around football and Illinois is going to be on the, on the short end of it. We can joke all we want about Northwestern, like not belonging or whatever. Like these aren't, these aren't conversations that are happening right now. I'm literally pulling these conversations out of thin air, but like they are conversations that I know have existed in, in the not so distant future or not so distant past. And it, it is true. It is what it is. Like this is the reality that we are in. Uh, Illinois football is not good. And in a world where football is king in college athletics, you have to just accept the fact that things could happen that you don't want to see happen. 
That's all I'll say. The current state of college athletics and the Big Ten is it's not sustainable. You know, a, a twenty eighteen or twenty team conference, I just I don't think it's sustainable. So eventually no, it's not. It makes no they're sense. gonna they're gonna start condensing. They're they're expanding now. They're gonna start condensing these conferences. And where football wise, because that's what's driving all of this realignment, football wise, where does Illinois rank in the Big Ten? They're bottom. at the bottom. They're this bottom Actually, uh, one of the guys just sent a tweet uh, last night, maybe two nights ago. Since the current divisions took place, I believe. No, it didn't go back that far. Yeah, since from 2014 to 2023, which I think they went from the leaders and legends to that point. I don't know. That was but a these fun the, era. These are the these are the, this is the time frame from 2014 to 2023. That is a total of 58. That can't be right. Because there are more. Wisconsin would have played more games than. Wisconsin's played 58. That can't be right. You're just okay. making up information now. Yeah, this, this graph doesn't add up to me, but. From 2014 to 2023, this says that Illinois went 17 and 43 in the Big Ten West, which is four games worse than the closest, which was Nebraska. That is six games worse than Purdue and 12 games worse than Minnesota. Illinois was the worst team in the Big Ten West from 2014 to 2023. That is like, like we were just saying, if the Big Ten starts to condense because the current model is not sustainable, Illinois is going to be on the outside looking in because football drives everything. So when that happens, don't be surprised if Illinois is one of the first to go. But like Logan said, yep. those aren't conversations that are happening now, but if they were to happen, the orange and blue would be on the outside looking in of uh, the next conference realignment. Okay. Um, while we talk all the doom and gloom of Illinois football, there was some positive. Uh, they got a verbal commit from a Juco edge rusher, Daniel Brown uh, last night. And then they had a top high school offensive lineman prospect on campus this weekend for the game. Uh, he is a Michigan State decommit. He was committed to Michigan State, I believe, in May. Um, A.J. Dennis, he's from Michigan. He committed to Illinois. He is the highest-ranked recruit since Marquez Beeson in 2019. So an amazing get for Brett Bielema. Um, Illinois was the first school to offer him in high school, um, so the relationship was strong there. He decided to stay close to home with Michigan State. Uh, Mel Tucker was let go. He opened, reopened his commitment. And Logan, do you know much about this? Do you know where his two other official visits were in the last two weeks? I I saw the list that he was up. Um, that was in contention. I know one was like Purdue and one was Penn State and whatever, but I don't know where the visits were. He canceled his he he canceled his Purdue visit that was going to be this coming weekend. Okay. Um. This past weekend, he was at Illinois. 
and then the two before that in consecutive order, he was at Penn State and at Clemson. Illinois just beat out Penn State and Clemson for an offensive lineman. So while the results on the field aren't where we want them to be, you can't fault this staff. This is an amazing get. O-line is where Brett Bielema builds his teams. Um, Does one offensive lineman change the trajectory of a program? No, but it's a great recruiting win for the fan base, for the coaching staff, and for the program. So – there isn't all doom and gloom right now because this is a great start to the offseason um, and a much-needed prospect. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a nice... Um, Consolation prize? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a nice way to kind of start your offseason. Um, look at you, fireworksing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big get to steal a, a four-star prospect away from those type of programs. Um, that's that's something you don't see every day from Illinois football. Um, you can say all you want about Bielema, um, and I know plenty of people have, um, but he is – I think things are trending in the right direction. However, we're just not really seeing the on-field results yet. So that's obviously what people are concerned about, and they have every right to be. Uh, but if you're winning recruiting battles like this um, – Something's so, he's doing something right, so it just it's just taking longer than people want to give it. Uh, but it's a big get. It's a big get, um, especially anytime Clemson and Penn State are involved in football recruits. Like you have to take this seriously. And Illinois yeah. swooped in and and stole them right from there. So yep. big get for for the Illini. Um, Hopefully there there are more signings like this to come because they could certainly use more um, positives coming out of this program because right now it's it's there's not a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and the Big Ten last week. Uh, where did it go? I lost it. Son of a gun. Um, Friday, I believe it was. Was it Thursday or Friday? Shoot, I don't know. Uh, Penn State beat Michigan State 42 to nothing. Uh, Michigan State totaled 53 yards of offense. That was the biggest beatdown on the football field I might have ever seen. 53 yards of offense from Penn State on Friday. Um, Iowa escaped Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska threw an interception with like 40 seconds left, and Iowa was able to go down and get a field goal. Uh, so they're going to the Big Ten title game, 10-2 and two for Iowa. Obviously, Illinois lost to Northwestern, 45-43. Purdue beat Iowa, 35-31. Wisconsin beat Minnesota, 28-14. Minnesota is 5-7, and seven, but I believe they are going to a bowl game because not enough teams qualified. And then Rutgers beat, uh, lost to Maryland, 42-24. Um late that night and then the big one michigan beats ohio state for the third year in a row 30 to 24 uh jim harbaugh's suspension is up he will be back on the sideline for the big 10 championship what's this current status of ohio state right now (laughs) um i think they have a pretty good program but they only really care about one game a year and yeah. uh, they haven't won that game in three years. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know. This is not great. Um, I can understand uh, why uh, part of the fan base might want to move on from 
from Ryan Day. Um, you know, in another year, uh, I think this team still finds a way into the playoffs. Um, however, this year, I don't think there's any real way that happens. So, yeah. um, you know, sometimes it's just how things fall. Um, it's unfortunate how the, the divisions and all that stuff is set up. And, all you know, there's a lot. Of, you can blame whatever you want on it. Um, but that's still a pretty damn good Ohio State football team that unfortunately just isn't going to get a shot at the playoff. Um, but they knew they had to win that game, and they didn't. So, uh, that is obvious. I mean, that's for all intents and purposes. That is the Big Ten championship game that was played in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Yeah. So um, yeah. it was a fun game. It was a good game. Um, I think the state of Ohio State is they're still a really good football team, but they just haven't been better than Michigan the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, surprising to see. Um, not surprised that Michigan survived the Harbaugh suspension because – I don't want this to be taken the wrong way or come out the wrong way. I don't know how much a head coach impacts game day. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I, I, that's why I feel more and more like the suspension. I always felt like it was a slap on the wrist anyways for what they did. But um, I feel like the important work for the head coach is done during the week. Um, yep. And on game day, it's a lot of coordinators and players performing the way right. that they they were coached to perform. So I agree. Um, but yeah, Michigan moves on to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, championship weekend, uh, Friday, a couple games Friday night. The Conference USA Championship is Friday night. Liberty, uh, they're undefeated, 12 0, number 25 in the country. They play New Mexico State, uh, fighting Jerry Kills uh, back on the sideline. Uh, Liberty, 10 point favorite. And then maybe the best conference championship game of the weekend is Friday night, the Pac-12, the last Pac-12 championship, Oregon and Washington. I think the winner clinches their spot in the playoff. Probably. Not, maybe, not clinch, maybe not clinch. If Washington does that, if Washington wins, they do. Correct. If Oregon wins, I do like their chances. And Oregon is favored by nine and a half. So this is kind of a de facto play-in for the championship. I'm excited about this one. I'm gonna miss the Pac-12, man. Man, what a what a fumbled bag by it's that. A, by that it's conference. a catastrophe, if you ask me. The whole thing is just a. I just don't understand how any of this they let any of this stuff happen. But yeah, that's uh, that'll be that'll be a fun one. I'm excited about that one. I don't know how much of that one I'll see, unfortunately. But yeah, um, but yeah, that that'll be a good one. On, on Sa- a couple at noon on Saturday, the MAC title between Miami and Toledo, and then the Big Twelve is Texas in their final year in the Big Twelve, and Oklahoma State gets in, uh, nine and three. Seven and two in the Big Twelve. They they beat out Oklahoma um, for the conference berth. That should be a decent one. I think Texas will take care of business there. Uh, Mountain West is Boise and UNLV. Uh, American Tulane and SMU. If Tulane wins, they could get their their second uh, New Year's Six bowl in a row. I think they're the highest ranked group of five teams. So if Tulane wins that one, and then CBS has the SEC, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, did you see the Iron Bowl? The ending of the Iron Bowl? I saw the ending, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't watching it live. I but. think that one is more chaotic than the kick six. It was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sunbelt, Appalachian State, and Troy. And then the night games are the ACC, Florida State, and Louisville. Louisville coming off their 
lost against Kentucky, which I saw coming from a mile away, and uh, Big Ten, Iowa and Michigan. Have you looked at lines yet? Don't uh, look at I'm it now. At them. No. Gonna, I was going to have you guess the Big Ten line. <laughs> I know it now. <laughs> ah. Michigan's favored by 23. Yeah, I would not I have mean, guessed that. You can take it because I was not going to score 23. Yeah. There's no way they score that. So, um, yeah, the over-under is 35 and a half for a Michigan game. That is – that's insane. Um, let's pick the big ones. Let's have some fun. We're not going to write these down or keep track, but uh, who you got in the Pac-12? I'll still take Washington. I think Oregon's playing better now. Yeah. Um, but I – I don't know. I kind of believe in Washington. I think, I think there's some magic there. Uh, I'll take the Huskies. Okay. I'm taking Oregon. I think they, uh, I'm not going to say yet. They, I think they could, could win the national title. They could. Um, Big 12, Texas, Oklahoma state, Texas, Texas. Yeah. Uh, we won't do the group of fives. We'll just pick the big ones. Um, SEC, Georgia or Bama, Georgia, Georgia. Uh, ACC, Florida State, Louisville, Florida State. I'm gonna take Louisville. I watched most of the That's Florida good. State game. Um, yeah, I we had that one on. I, they're they're not yeah. they're not impressed me too much, but yeah, without Travis, they didn't look great. And I think Louisville was in a clear letdown spot on Saturday. Rivalry game against a team that hasn't had the best season. Louisville's already clinched their ACC title berth. Like it was a it was a typical trap game. I think Louisville uh, pulls that one out. And then I think we're both going to go with Michigan for Big Ten. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. Just making sure. Yes. Okay. Um, did we cover all college football? Anything else college football? Uh, I think that's all the D1 stuff. Shout out to our Salukis. Go dogs, man. Uh, How first, about that? First ever playoff shutout, I believe, for the dogs. 35 nothing, nothing over Nichols. Um, I think it's – well, no, it's not their first playoff win because they won in 2021. I think they made it to the second round. But I believe it was the first home playoff game since 2009. First one at Saluki Stadium, yeah. First one ever at Saluki Stadium. The crowd was not great, but that's about what you expect. Um, so shout they're out to on, them. They had two on ESPN2. ESPN2. They had two Idaho, 9 o'clock Central kickoff, 10 o'clock Eastern on Saturday on ESPN2. First – ESPN televised game since 2019, I believe. Uh, I think I saw the AD tweet that. So uh, good for them. A couple of years ago, they should have won that second round game against South Dakota State. They got screwed by the refs. Um, they scored a touchdown, and the refs called him out early. Uh, said he stepped out, but he didn't. So, so there's that. Uh, forgot to go over uh, the coaching carousel. Um, there has been some movement. The Texas A&M saga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about that? Uh, shades of uh, what was the coach's name? Was it Shiano? Was Could it been? Was it Greg Shiano that Tennessee hired and the fans revolted and so they took back? Like they're like, wait, <laughs> okay, been, never yeah. mind. I think it was Shiano. Uh, Texas A&M did the same thing. Reports came out that Texas A&M was going to hire Mark Stoops from Kentucky on Saturday night. I believe that's when it was. Mm-hmm. And fans just in an uproar. Um, against it, and so Stoops walked it back and said, no, I never accepted it. 
Um, he's like, there's no way I can leave Lexington. He obviously he's coming off the win here against Louisville. So pretty emotional. And so I don't know exactly what happened, but Texas A&M ended up hiring Mike Elko, which I think is a great hire. Um, the Duke head coach, he, if you can win football games at Duke, uh, you should be okay at Texas A&M. So he was their defensive coordinator under Jimbo for a couple seasons. So good, good hire by them. Um, Mississippi state hired Oklahoma's offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy. They fired Zach Arnett after less than the season and hired Jeff Levy. Northwestern took the interim tag off of David Braun. Uh, and Michigan State hired Oregon State head coach Mel Tucker. Or not Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's the old coach. Hired Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith, um, which is a great hire for him because, again, if you can win at Oregon State, um, I think you should be fine at Michigan State. I believe those are the only replacements that have been announced. Um, Indiana fired Tom Allen. Houston fired Dana Holgerson. Syracuse fired Dino Babers. Um, and then a couple group of five. San Diego State, Boise State, New Mexico, UTEP, ULM uh, are open, as well as Oregon State and Duke now because their coaches left. So uh, those are just the first couple. I'm sure there are going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more. Did you see who has been mentioned with Indiana? No. Spider 2 Y banana. Say that again. He's famous for his Spider 2 Y banana play call. John Gruden. Oh, yes. I did see that. I did see that. There was his name has been mentioned. Put on the Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. Yeah. His name has been mentioned. But um, there have been a couple Indiana reporters saying that there's no truth to it at the moment. So we shall see. What's the connection that. there? Is there a connection? I don't know. My only thought is I think Mark Cuban is a Indiana grad. He is. That is true. So I th- feel like there's a connection between Cuban and Gruden. Um, but he okay. didn't. He didn't play there. He's not from there. I don't know what the connection is. Oh um, wait, he is. I forget about this. He's, he's from, from there? South Bend. For what it's worth, he at least went I mean, to high school. A, exactly he went to close. Clay High School. I totally forgot about this. I've known this. It's not exactly um, close. He was born in Ohio, but he he did. I mean, for what it's worth, he did go to high school here in South hmm. Bend. But interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know why I totally blanked on that. I knew that. Um, he was born in Sandusky, Ohio. Cedar Point, hmm. my favorite place. Um, Two questions. Yeah. For you. Yes. Uh, I mean that. Uh, just one question, because the obvious answer is. <laughs> The obvious answer of the best available <laughs> jobs was Texas A&M. Of the jobs that are left, which one would you want most? Indiana, Houston, Duke, Syracuse, Oregon State, uh, or one of the Mountain West schools. Which one would you want the most? Or maybe what's what's the best job? I don't know which one you'd want the most because that might that's too personal. Which one's it's not Indiana? Uh, unfortunately, it's not Oregon State. It's not their own fault. Um, I kind of want to say Syracuse, but like that's just not really a good answer. Um, I mean, maybe is Houston. It, is it Houston? Yeah, in the Big Twelve. I think it's Houston. I think it's Houston. I don't. That conference is going to look a lot different, and I'm not saying they're like they should be front runners to do much to dominate the conference, but. I think it could be winnable. I'll say Houston. Yeah, I'll I think Houston. it's I think it's Houston, and then Indiana, Duke, and Syracuse are like all the same job because they're all basketball, <laughs> basketball schools. Basketball schools, yes. And p- playing Houston football. is kind of Houston is too. 
Let's be honest. Right now, yeah. But the Big 12 is in a different situation. I feel like I would go Houston, Indiana, Duke, Syracuse. I would only put Indiana ahead of Duke and Syracuse because they're in the Big Ten. And the future of the ACC, I think it's stable for now. But the future of the ACC is a little in question. The question is, Oregon State, where do you rank them? Who who do they get? Because they don't have a conference right now. I I feel bad for that whole situation. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I don't know what their future looks like. It's hard to – I would not want to be in their shoes to try and recruit players, coaches. Um, you, ha- you don't know what to tell them. Yeah. You have no idea what to tell them. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame – uh, I don't blame him for, for leaving to go to Michigan State. Um, I don't know. I just don't know what you tell people in that situation. It's going to be. Would you rather? Big... Would you rather be a head coach at Oregon State right now or Boise State or San Diego State? Boise State or San Diego State. That's the same. Just, I have. It's Oregon just because you just don't know. You just school. don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen with Washington State and Oregon State. I. I mean. Eventually, they're going to join with the Mountain West. It's just a matter of if they call themselves the Pac-12 or the Mountain West. Like, one of those conferences is going away. Right. So, all four of those schools will be in the same conference eventually. It's just a matter of what they call themselves and and all that. So, uh, I don't think anything else has broken since we've been on here. I've been trying to keep up on Twitter. But uh, there's talks of Chip Kelly being gone at UCLA, but they seem to be holding steady with him. So, okay, that's what we've got. Uh, let's move on to uh, NFL real quick. Bears play tonight. Um, did you watch the Bills game? Bills Eagles game. Uh, I was watching my fantasy score just <laughs> skyrocket. It was skyrocket. Had, oh, that's good. I had Jalen and he had Josh Allen. Um, I don't want to talk about my fantasy season, but um, so no, I was I was seeing those numbers. But I what's your fantasy football team name? Uh, Jalen Hulu has life sports. <laughs> you not seen the Hulu commercials? Yeah, I have. I have. I have. My other team name is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because it's on ESPN and you can use the gifts. So I've had the same gif of the, the Rangers morphing. I've had it for years. Um, you can use gifts on ESPN. On ESPN for your logo, you can use gifts. Yeah. How do you do that? Just Put upload the, the image. Just upload the. I've never wanted to change it just because I love that so much. Um, My fancy baseball team name used to be Power Rangers because it's like a double, double uh, meaning. Oh, oh, power, yeah, Power that's true. Rangers and Power Rangers. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. All, all my team names are the same now. Every sport, bench warmers. How original. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Jalen Hulu has life sports was good. Do you not like that? It's time. It's Whatever. it works. It's timely because you have him. Yeah, it's it the works. commercial. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh. But no, I was not watching that game. I but I was seeing numbers come from it. The Eagles, man. Like eventually, it has to end, right? <laughs> it has to end. You'd think. One might think. Actually, I did just see they're. I think they're underdogs this week at home. They're ten and one, and underdogs at, week? at home. Who's the only other good NFC team? Niners. Well, one of the two other good NFC teams. Yeah, the Niners. I believe they're three-point underdogs. That'll be a fun one. 
yeah, two and a half point underdogs uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, Bears and Vikings play tonight. Uh, Bears going to pull it out? No. In Minnesota? No. I believe the line's like, is it five or eight? I can't remember. I don't bet no. NFL anymore because I'm terrible. It's three. Minus three. Still no. Um, Thanksgiving football was kind of lackluster other than the Packers-Lions game. Even that one wasn't great. Um, what did you think of that? Jack Harlow's halftime? Uh, I didn't see Jack. I saw Dolly, but I didn't see. I wasn't. Oh, Dolly. Whew. Um, Jack's might have been while we were eating, I think. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's. At one point, I was watching basketball. I was watching uh, Arizona. Per, was it Arizona? And who they play? Marquette? No. Arizona no. and Michigan, Michigan State? State. Yeah, Michigan I was watching State. that yep. at one point. I don't know if that's when Harlow's. I did yep. see Dolly, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that Packers, that Dolly. Lions game. Not too much of Dolly. Um, <laughs> not, a, not a Dolly fan? Yeah, not really. Between Dolly at, at during halftime and Cher during the party. I didn't see Cher. Uh, it was there was a certain um, generation that was really having a moment uh, on on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do love Thanksgiving for the food and the football. So, of course. Um, okay, uh, I, I do want to talk MLB. Uh, things. Have oh, happened. you do? Something happened? Did we talk about the other signings? Or were they? I think after we did last. last we talked about Lance Lynn. Um, okay. and we did whoever else sure they brought on last week. Kyle you brought up the you brought up the Marion thing, which I didn't realize. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But yes, go ahead. The floor is yours. The Cubs have done literally nothing so far, and the Cardinals are bringing in every thirty-four year old pitcher under the sun. So I feel like I do I do this with every point I make. I'm going to preface with a statement that. I am happy that they're getting these people because what did I say last week about Brad and the transfer portal? You can't wait on your guys. Like the Cardinals obviously needed depth in the pitching rotation. They now have three proven major league starters, which sure. Okay. I'm happy about that. They have an average age of 35. Their arms are going to fall off before the all-star break. Like, if this is all I, they do, I text uh, Aaron Bennett texted me this morning um, about it. Uh, what did he say? He said, "How does Sonny Gray, Lynn, and Gibson sit with you?" And I sent him the gif of the guy turning off his TV. I said, "This is me to MLB TV this year." That was you last year too. That was me. Yeah, I didn't watch a game after May. Yeah. Uh, I said, if it ends up being Gray, Michaelis, Lynn, Gibson, and Matts in the starting rotation, I will revolt. I, that can't be your starting five. So we are December, November 27th. There's four months of preseason left. They got to go get someone else, don't you think? Like, Sonny Gray can't be your one with those four. I love Sonny Gray, and I think that he would be fine as your one, but I agree. It's what's behind him that I'd be more concerned about, yes. Yeah. I agree. Fine. I think I think if they're serious about contending, they have to add somebody else. That can't be that can't be. I mean, the they have to add is. two more people. Even if they add Yoshi Yamamoto, like that's still an average rotation. Yeah, at best. Like, Lynn gave up forty. Lance Lynn gave up forty-four home runs last year. Yeah, 
I haven't even looked at Kyle Gibson's numbers. Gray was outstanding, obviously, two second in the Cy Young race, but he's 34. Like that's the that's the thing you keep coming back to. All of these guys are 34 or older. Yeah. Like you can't rely on that in today's world where every one of every six pitchers tears their uh, has to have Tommy John or something. Like there has to be more to it. So am I jumping the gun a little bit? Probably because yes, Sonny Gray is, is a great signing. He's a guy that Cardinals should have gone after and they got three years, 75 mil with a club option, no trade clause. Like the Cardinals gave Sonny Gray the same average annual value that the Phillies gave Aaron Nola. Now, the Phillies spread it out over seven, like it's a seven-year deal, but Aaron Nola's 30, Sonny Gray's 34. So the contract runs through the 37-year season. Like, I'd rather have Aaron Nola. But, again, someone I think it was – what is that? Trevor May, I believe. I think he's working with John Boy Media yeah. now. I think he's on their podcast. He sure. had a good He had a good point. He said he doesn't think the Cardinals are done – um, and he said, you know, when it comes to free agency, it's a two-way street. Like the card, it's not a draft. Like the uh, the player has to be interested in playing for that city too. And which I don't think Aaron Nola was. I think he was dead set on Philadelphia. So I'm not faulting the Cardinals for not getting Aaron Nola. But it's like for 25 mil a year, 365 days out of the year, I'd rather have Aaron Nola than Sonny Gray. So. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I I wouldn't be thrilled about that rotation either. So um I I would imagine that they're not done. I think your boy Trevor's right. Um but uh but yeah, it's not exactly um I wouldn't be excited if I were you either. So I mean I the it. home the home run grand slam rest of the offseason would be Yamamoto and trading for Dylan Cease. But the more realistic is probably like uh like I mentioned, I think last week, the Blue Jays are shopping Alec Manoa. They're interested in a couple of Cardinals outfielders, trade for him, and then signing like a Jordan Montgomery back. But I don't think he wants to come back. I think he wants to either stay in Texas or go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but an arm like that, which I know it scares me now, but going into last season, he was one of my favorite pitchers in Major League Baseball. So if he can figure his stuff out, last year was bad. I don't know. I'd have to think that was an anomaly, but like it was. You would think really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to attach myself to that or not, but yeah. See, it's there's a lot, a lot of work left to be done. Um, I. I hope the Cubs put all their baskets in the Shohei, puts all their cards in the Shohei basket, and then he goes somewhere else. So they have have happened what I'm scared the Cardinals would have had happened, and they miss out on everyone because they wanted Shohei. Or I would be totally okay with them spending $500 million on Shohei. So either or, I'm I'm fine with. Do you I'm have sure confidence you in, in your front office? No, I, I don't think they're going to land Shohei. I don't. I, I I don't not that I don't want him, um, but I just I don't think that's what's gonna happen. I don't think that's where he's gonna want to go. Uh, I'd be fine with it. Um, but I don't think that's happening. I don't know where they're gonna go though. Uh there's the free agent market is not exactly 
um, booming with a lot of options and they have several holes they need to fill. So we've got Luis Robert in the chat. Luis, what is what up? Do you want to get traded Cardinals to the Cardinals? To get cease, just not familiar with the card. You can come to you can come to the north side. Uh, Cardinals have a uh, surplus of outfielders. Uh, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Alec Burleson, uh, Tommy Edmond is a utility guy. Brendan Donovan's a utility guy. Nolan Gorman's name has been mentioned in trade talks. And then there's a number of prospects. Uh, I think the only untouchable might be Mason Wynn. Um, I, I haven't looked at the prospects lately, uh, but the Cardinals have, have the power to get a starter. And I think it's either going to be cease or glass. Now, uh, Shane Bieber's name has been mentioned, but I think he's kind of toast. Um, so I, I think they'll trade for a starter and then sign one more. I just don't know who they're going to be. Uh, Luis, if you want to come to the Cardinals, just, just let, let them know. Um, because the White Sox are, are not in a, in a good spot. <laughs> All right. We've been on here more than an hour. Uh, you got anything else you want to say, Logan? No. Um, I'm just happy to I'm be I'm surprised here. you're not wearing your happy Santa to... hat today. I thought today would be the day. Oh, shoot. I forgot about it. It's right here. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I forgot all about that. It was back there, it was back there the whole time. I was going to do a top five it. today, next but... Week. Uh, but we went a little. We go long yes. anyway, so it's that time. We don't have to walk. We don't have to talk college football anymore now, since Illinois is over. And it's true. We might recap conferences next week, but um, but yeah, it's solely a basketball podcast from now on, and it'll be off season, so we can both bitch about our teams. All right, um, can't wait. By November, uh, we are on to on to December. Thanks for watching. If you haven't already, like the like the show here. Subscribe to the channel. <laughs> uh subscribe to the channel uh follow us on our social medias oh you're getting them all now if you're not watching the the stream i don't know if it's restream or whatever we use to do the platform on but if we give thumbs up whoa <laughs> if we give thumbs up fireworks go off if we give the peace sign balloons pop up if we do thumbs down it starts raining so. what else can i do a middle finger <laughs> well no uh, we might get dinged on youtube for that i don't know <laughs> trying to do the balloons i don't know what other what other signs are there there we go i got some fireworks all right uh we're gonna end the show now thanks for watching thanks for listening um post game show saturday we haven't talked about but uh there's might be potential. No, no potential. <laughs> we are not doing a post game on Saturday, which is fine with me. So we'll be back next week with our show on Monday to preview the uh, Florida Atlantic game for the Illini. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll see you next time. 28 days till Christmas. Bye.